everybody. I'm Mitch Goldich, and welcome to episode 14 of Mitch Eats Food, a podcast where I talk about eating food. Thanks, as always, to everyone who has subscribed in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. Thanks also if you followed me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, which I definitely recommend doing for food picks. I've actually posted a few things in Instagram stories. I have never been an Instagram stories guy in my life, but this week I've posted a couple things that I've cooked. I don't think my cooking at home with Sam is quite episode worthy yet, but we've been posting a little Instagram. So make sure you check it out for pictures of all these meals that I talk about on this podcast here. You can also leave a rating or a review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts works on your phone or your computer, they have slowed down a little bit. So let's pick it back up. Let's get some ratings again, because those are always fun to see and help other people find the podcast. But let's jump right into episode 14, because I'm excited. We have another guest who is here making her first, uh, her podcast debut. I'm again, assuming she hasn't been on anyone else's podcast. My friend, a good friend of mine from Lehigh, Megan McLaughlin is here. Megan, hello. How are you? Hello, Mitch. I am great. It is a lovely evening in New York City. <laughs> it is. It's a lovely evening in New York City. We had a lovely brunch yesterday. Great brunch yesterday. Which we will get to and talk all about. You want to know something funny? Sure, let's it's hear episode it. episode 14. 14 is my lucky number. That is... I'm that. born on the 14th of a month, and it is my go-to number when picking a lottery I think I knew game. you were born on the 14th because it was in your AIM screen name once upon a time. <laughs> once which upon a time. shows how long we've been friends for. <laughs> we've been friends for a while. <laughs> all right, so... Before we talk about brunch, your last name is McLaughlin, which is Irish. People will hear that you have a British accent. Or Australian. Or Australian? Okay, I guess I've been with you when people have said you have an Australian accent. But anyway, we went for a full Irish breakfast. And so before we get into it, that's the reason. Otherwise, I wouldn't bring this up. But can you explain your background, your uh, your place of birth, your family heritage, how it is that you're uh, a Brit with an Irish name who's going to be talking about an Irish brunch here on episode 14? Sure thing. So I was actually born in New York and I am a proud American passport holder. Um, <laughs> but when I was a baby, I moved to England because of my dad's job. Uh, both my parents are Irish and from Dublin. Um, and we lived over in England for 11 years and came back to New York and I've been in New York ever since. So my accent is a half English, half New York accent. Um, and I guess with a little bit of Irish in there from all my family. All right. So the reason this is happening is because when I launched the podcast, you texted me that day yes, and I said did. we had to go for a full English breakfast so that you could be on an episode. And I said, okay, pick your favorite spot in the city, pick any full English breakfast, and we will make it happen. You got very excited. You sent out a Facebook event, and you invited a bunch of our friends. And then three days before, <laughs> you changed your mind and said we were going for a full Irish breakfast. I did. So I will say the place we went to is called The Grafton, which is in the East Village. It's on First Avenue between 7th and 8th. Can you tell me first why you picked this place? And then also, what is the difference between a full English breakfast and a full Irish breakfast? Because I thought I was getting a full English breakfast, and then you're telling me there's not much of a difference anyway. So I have questions, and <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for answers. I will give you some answers. Um, so the reason I picked this place, um, no surprise to you, I'm a big, I call real football fan. And this is actually a Liverpool supporters bar. So I have been there in the past, and I've it's been a while since I had their Irish breakfast, but I remember it to be very good. And one of your requirements was somewhere I've eaten an Irish breakfast before. Um, well, because you told me you wanted to take me to a good one. Yes. 
I thought it would have been wrong for you to then take me. So, and I've done this. You know, you get excited about trying a new place. I know. But I said, take me to your favorite. It would have been weird if you then took me to a place you'd never yes. been before. So I had to balance my favorite with the ambiance of a sporting event because that's part of the charm of the experience we had at French. Mm-hmm. Um, there was rugby on there TV. There was rugby actually. on TV, which is actually my favorite sport. Um, watched rugby since I was a baby. Both my dad and my brother played. Um, so in my life, every Sunday was a rugby day. Um, and it was actually kind of a family thing that we used to go to watch rugby when we moved back to America. Me, my dad, and my brother, we'd get an Irish breakfast. My dad would be drinking the Guinness because I was not 21 at the time. <laughs> um, so it's something that's very special to me. And I just am very happy that I could bring you guys in and experience the joy of eating an Irish breakfast and watching some rugby. It was good. It was definitely the right atmosphere. It was a great atmosphere. Because we got there like right when they opened at 1130 in the morning and then it packed in quickly. Yes, it is. And it was, it was a line. If we, our table was all the way in the front. If you walk to the bathroom, you walk past a line of just people with Irish accents there to watch the rugby and yes. following intently and talking about the game. So it was a lot of fun just being in this packed Irish bar while there was a big rugby game going. Yes. So. so the difference between an Irish breakfast and an English breakfast, there, like I said, there really isn't one, and it's more of a regional thing. If you go to an English bar, you get an English, full English breakfast. If you go to an Irish bar, you get a full Irish breakfast. Um, subtle differences is usually beans are standard for an English breakfast and optional for an Irish breakfast. Um, Irish breakfast, you got potatoes, and the potatoes we got on our breakfast was, were really good, in my opinion. Um, and in an English breakfast, you sometimes get fried bread or just toast. Um, and then the mushrooms are optional in an Irish breakfast where they usually are standard in an English breakfast. Mm-hmm. So two things that are typically optional, we got anyway. Correct. So whereas there might be a difference between some English breakfasts and Irish breakfasts, the Irish breakfast we had was pretty similar to yes, an English. It encompassed what you'd get for an English breakfast. Okay. Well, that's, that's, I waited and I didn't want to ask you even there. I said, (laughs) save it for the podcast. So now we know the difference. So I will, I have the menu here in front of me and I'll give the full rundown on what we had. Two eggs, which we both got over easy. And then rashers, which do you want to explain rashers? Let me run through the whole list and then you can talk about the, uh, the terms that might be unfamiliar to some people <laughs> listening or maybe you're very familiar because, uh, you know, let's not act like we're the first people ever to eat a full Irish breakfast in New York City or elsewhere. It's, it's a thing that people eat, but it was uh, – I don't want to act like it was like, you know, space food or astronaut <laughs> food here. It's just – it's an Irish breakfast. And maybe you'll so, get some international listeners out of this episode. That would be great if that happens. So, okay, two eggs, rashers, sausages – Black pudding, white pudding, the bachelor's baked beans, mushrooms, and a grilled tomato. So we are definitely going to talk about the black pudding and the white pudding. But um, the rashers and the sausages, can you give us a rundown on the difference between those? And then we'll definitely – got to talk about what we actually thought of this breakfast, which I will say off the top, very good. It I really very good. Enjoyed, enjoyed my meal. We'll have good things to say. But just to break down all the different things we had, give us the, the rundown on the rashers. So the rashers are – what is called English or Irish bacon. It's very, very different to American bacon. It's not crispy. It's thicker. Um, Some may compare it a little bit to Canadian bacon, uh, but I think it's way, way, way better than Canadian bacon. Um, So it's thick and it's a large like slice of meat almost. Um, And it's got, it's a little, I think, saltier than American bacon, Um, but it's always a nice balance with the whole 
full Irish breakfast. Yes. Regular listeners of this podcast know I'm a fan of thick slices of meat, <laughs> thick slices of most things, really, as I've said before, um, cheeses and other things, uh, French toast, thick whatever. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, the rashers were good. The sausages were really good. Um, really everything was, should we, should we just get right into it with the black and white pudding? pudding. I feel like not everyone knows what they are. I had had black pudding before. Um, I was in London a few years ago. Actually, coincidentally, we were there at the same time and we got to hang out in London. Um, the black pudding is basically, uh, like a, it's not like a pudding consistency. It's a sausage. It's a sausage. It sort of looked the size and shape and color looked like a charcoal. It did look like a piece of charcoal. It just kind of fell apart. The texture that I would describe it to, it's almost like how a crab cake is like little pieces of crab meat, and then it's put together in this thing. Except I think it was drier than a crab cake. Much drier. And, and then crunchier. it just, it, yeah, and it's crunchy and it flakes off. So it's like a blood sausage turned into this little shape of a thing. I don't like it. You don't like it? <laughs> no, it was not. It was not good. I had had the black pudding before, and I knew that I didn't like it, and I wasn't gonna like it. But I insist. I knew I had to eat you everything. You did eat it all. I knew that I had to eat everything that they put in front of me. Your plate was so, empty. I ate the, they gave us two of them. I would have been fine with one. They gave us two. I ate the first one and it was not great. The second one, I did dump Tabasco sauce on it. You did, which is very unusual. You never see hot sauce on an Irish breakfast. Well, it was sitting on the table, so I figured I There's could use it. There's a first time for everything. And it, once they put it there, I mean, I put it, it was, no, you know, normal Tabasco sauce, hot sauce, good on the eggs and the home fries and the bacon and everything like that. And I just, I couldn't help myself. I will say, though, the... White pudding, pudding. I really liked. Delicious. And so they're similar. I don't fully know the difference. The difference to me is that the white pudding tasted like meat. So you took a bite into it and it got that meat kind of sausagey flavor. It didn't flake. Right. The other one. Whereas the black pudding tasted like they took the worst parts of the white pudding (laughs) and then burnt them horribly and then sure added blood to it. (laughs) So the the white pudding, I'm a big fan of. I really liked everything on my plate except for the black pudding. The white pudding was great. The rashers, like you talked about, very good. The sausage, also good. Good sign they gave us four different types of meat basically on one plate. There is one. And then everything else, you know, eggs over easy, home fries. The, the grilled tomato, which is just a delightful a addition. Nice that should, more meals, more breakfasts in America should come with just also, oh, there's also a grilled tomato on this plate. It makes it feel like it's healthy because <laughs> Irish breakfast is not considered the most healthy thing in the world, but it is certainly one of the most delicious breakfasts right. you can have. And the baked beans were good. The baked beans were good. And everything was really good except for the black pudding. Do you actually like it or do you just defend it because you feel like it's a thing that you're supposed to defend? So I, it's, I find that it's a very hard thing to do right. And it is rare that I get a black pudding that I completely enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put this black pudding on the higher end of black puddings. I Really? Eaten. This was yeah. one of your favorite black puddings? It was one of my favorite black puddings. It's so hard to cook. Yeah. Um, have you tried cooking it before? No, I have not. Mm-hmm. I have not delved into that adventure before. Uh, but I think, and it's general statement for the Irish breakfast in general is you always have to combine two of the ingredients on the plate and I was saying this to you while we're eating it so like eating the black pudding with like some beans like it's like a nice little balance 
Yeah. Well, like the black pudding with the yolk and the runny egg. Sure. And I mean, I did that with everything. I, you know, the, the runny yolk sort of runs <laughs> over everything on your plate, which is something I think most people, I guess not the beans, but really the, uh, the runny yolk is great over the potatoes and the, yeah. you know, the Sausage. regular sausages. They were really good sausages. They I want to say really, that. Really I, good so I, I feel bad, uh, sort of disparaging the black pudding because it's, I know that they're capable of making great meats because the sausage, I don't, I don't know uh, how to even describe the flavor. Um, I think they're they're. I was reading their menu, or I was googling around about the pudding, and I think the Irish the Irish sausages are a little bit different from a traditional American sausage. Yeah, they have a completely different taste to them, mm-hmm. and I feel and like the word that comes to me is like smoother than your like typical American. I was sausage. gonna say they were like softer, even when you cut into yeah, them. Yeah, they're it's definitely softer It's like too. tender, very easy to cut, and just like a soft meat. Really good sausages, so I was a big fan of those. And then the white pudding tasted kind of like those sausages. Yeah. So again, I was fine with that. Yeah. Sausages are probably my favorite main component of an Irish breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last thing to say about uh, about this breakfast is it came with booze, which is, is always good. Any uh, any Irish breakfast, not, not to stereotype, but <laughs> if you're in an Irish pub and you're there watching some rugby, uh, you should have a couple beverages. And we definitely had a couple Guinnesses. And then the meal itself actually came with uh, either a mimosa or a Bloody Mary or a half pint. Not of the Guinness. They would not <laughs> let you do the half pint of Guinness with breakfast. So we had to do extra Guinnesses on the side. Uh, and then people, I'm not a coffee drinker, but other people at the table were doing their Irish coffee thing. Irish um, and then we, we had a couple Guinnesses. Um, it was actually, so I, I always like to say the price, it was $14 for the full Irish, which reasonable. came with half a pint. I actually did the, uh, Grafton lager. Grafton is the name of the bar and they have their own lager. Um, I don't know if they brew it in house or brew it somewhere and bring it in, but it's named after the place. And I think people know this from other episodes that if a bar has – if a place has its own beer, I'm usually going to order that. So I tried a half pint of the Grafton Lager and it was pretty good. It tasted like Stella. Oh. That was actually what the waitress told us. She said, We said, well, we like it. And she said, it tastes like Stella. And we said, OK, well, we like Stella enough. Let's do it. <laughs> um, we are close to the end of the time. But while I have you here – and uh, if, with your expertise, my expertise, the uh, Guinness, a lot of people know, comes with its own glass. They have the yes. Guinness, the famous Guinness glasses. And we actually had two different sizes of Guinness glass. And I would not have noticed uh, if they had just given us one or the other. But you actually told us one is the old Guinness glass. One is the new Guinness glass. Yeah. Can you quickly on our way out tell us the difference between the two and why and which one you like better? So one's short and fat and the other's tall and sleek is mm-hmm. the way I would quickly describe them. Um, I think they the traditional old Irish Guinness glass is the one that I prefer just because it's nostalgic to me because it's what I grew up watching my parents drink. And then when I first turned 21 and I was drinking Guinness, that was the first glass that I had Guinness out of. And that was probably like three or four years ago where they tried to like bring the glass into the 21st century and made this new design. And it's really pretty and I really liked the glass, but it was nice to see the old one because I hadn't seen one in a while. See, I thought it was about taste because I know people, Brewers, they'll have the thing about, oh, this is the perfect shape glass to serve this beer in. And I didn't know if uh, – I'm assuming you wouldn't be able to taste the difference between one or two. I don't know how much Guinness you've had in your life, but I figured you're not I've, that I've much of an expert to do the blind taste test between the two uh, the two glasses. But I didn't well, know so if – Well, I'd have to pour it in my mouth for me because you can feel the difference if I was to pick up the glasses. Right. Well, obviously. <laughs> but I didn't know if you knew anything about why they made – if so it sounds like they just brought it into the 21st century with just aesthetics and how it looks not necessarily yeah. how it tastes coming out of that class. Correct. 
Ah, that's so a bit of a one taste test that I could do, mm-hmm. though, is Guinness from a tap versus Guinness from a can. Okay, that I believe you. That I definitely believe. And I'm assuming you've been to the Guinness brewery and poured Every them yourself. Every single year I go to Dublin. And my cousins make fun of me because it's such a tourist trap, but I always recommend it. It's my favorite tourist trap in the world, probably. Mm-hmm. And it's a great tour. Like, the museum is really cool. It's self-guided. And then you get to the top to the gravity bar, and it's a 360-degree view of Dublin. And it's just one of my favorite places. All right. Tourist traps could be fun, too. So now we've given uh, plugs now on this podcast (laughs) for the Grafton Pub in the East Village and for the Guinness Brewery in Dublin. Dublin, So if you're ever nearby either place, uh, we recommend heading and checking them out. I've never been to Dublin, but it's on my my bucket list. Yes, you may say one more thing. I say the most underrated thing on that plate of food were the mushrooms. Mushrooms Mushrooms were were delicious. Yeah, and I should say, I usually describe home fries so these were the kind, the you know, there are a lot of different kinds. There's like the hash brown kind that's flat and shredded and they're all together. And then sometimes you get, and it's really, they look like potatoes and they're just kind of like half potatoes and greasy. These are the ones where like each individual chunk of potato was just fried all the way around and just a good fried home fry, perfect to then. soak up the runny yolk of yeah. the Obreezy egg. But I'm with you. The mushrooms were good too. All It's important to get your vegetables. So we had <laughs> to eat the mushrooms and the tomato, definitely. All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. And you can subscribe in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. A reminder, you can also write a review in iTunes. You can tell me what you think. Tell me if you've been to any of these places I've gone or even where I should go next. You can follow me at Mitch Goldich on Twitter or Instagram and search for my Facebook page, Mitch Goldich, where you can check out pictures and leave comments. You can also email me at MitchEatsFood at gmail.com. And make sure you tell all your friends because word of mouth is the best way for other people to see the podcast besides those iTunes reviews, which I do like. Megan, thanks for coming on. I think you passed the test, and we'll hopefully, be able, we'll hopefully be able to have you on again at some point. Absolutely. Do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Goodbye, everyone. All right, that was a great goodbye. All right, thanks, Megan. And everyone else out there, I will talk to you soon.